0: Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. Happy Thursday, Uh, What a week it has been. There's been so much tragedy and sadness all over the world right now. Uh, My heart breaks for the tragic events with George Floyd and the countless others who have lost their lives due to hate and racism. As a country, we have to do better. We have to do better. I believe hate is taught. And so it is my hope that with continued education, awareness and coming together and using our voices for good, that we can have a positive impact on the nation and really learn to lead with compassion, kindness and empathy. Um, as a community, I want us to do our part to begin to ask the questions. What can I do? What can we do? We have to begin to lead with compassion. And compassion is caring about other another person's happiness as well as if it was your own. Compassion is caring about another person's happiness as if it were your own. Okay, so I'm going to leave that right there and we're going to get into today's show. I do have an amazing guest with me on for today. We're going to be talking about helping athletes adapt to life after sports, developing professionals beyond the game. I just think this is such a necessary conversation for our current and former athletes. Um, as a former athlete myself and graduate from Wake Forest University, I played basketball there. I just remember that transitioning from college into life, it was almost like a identity crisis. Um, really, all my life, all I knew was practice, games, practice, games, travel, practice, on and on and on. That was my life. And so after the ball stopped bouncing, it's like, now what? I had never really thought about having to literally use my brain and my body for something other than sports, right? And so I am so honored to have my guest on with me today. He is such a visionary and such an amazing human being, Juan Antonio Pigney. He is the founder of two companies located in Fort Mill, South Carolina, Titanium Ops, and Professionals Beyond the Game. Juan Antonio holds a bachelor's degree in uh, business administration and a master's degree in school counseling and educational leadership from Whitford University, where he also played college basketball. He also earned his MBA from Wake Forest University. Go Deeks! So my fellow Deek in the studio with me today, um, as you can see, he's coming to us with a lot of experience and knowledge. From an athletic standpoint and as a professional himself beyond the game, he's more than an athlete. Juan Tunio, welcome to the studio, my friend. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well, Tracy. How are you?
0: Doing amazing. So good to have you on, buddy. If you would like, is there anything else that you would like our audience to know about you before we get into the show today?
1: You know, you, your kind words have started. Um, I will say that this is something new for me. So this is uh, preparing for this, just being able to speak Um to an audience and and speak with a dynamic speaker like yourself. It's just an awesome experience. And I appreciate the opportunity to do it with you.
0: Absolutely, buddy. Well, I am so thankful and grateful that you are here. And what I normally do for people who are just tuning in for the very first time, you're listening to the Mental Fitness Matter show. This show is designed to provide you with tips, strategies and solutions to improve your mental health and mental fitness. And Juan Antonio, I normally ask all of my guests to just let let the audience know what does mental fitness mean to you? And what do you do right now to keep yourself mentally fit, especially with what all that's going on in the world?
1: Sure. Um, well, you know, mental fitness for me is just simply having that balance of, of brain health and emotional health. Um, and that just requires the ability to be able to slow down. Now, this looks different for everybody, so I can only speak for myself. Um, you know, typically when, particularly when things like this happen, um, yeah, you know, for this week, I had to call my mother, yeah. um, you know, and I was, uh, just check in and make sure that she was okay. And there's no other voice in my life of reason that allows me to slow down. She always gives me this acronym, right? Uh, stop. Uh, it's become a safe word in, in our house, even with our kids. And it's you know, stop. The S is, you know, slow down. And then that, that T is, you know, think. Give yourself the process. Uh, observe. Observe what, you're, what you, you are doing internally. Which you're going around in your environment, um, which for me is really important because when I get stressed, that behavior can manifest itself in negative ways. And I have those unintended consequences of actually taking out on the ones I care about most, not even realizing. And you know, and then it's prepare to proceed. You know, by slowing down, what's the next step so it's not reactive? Uh, and you aren't doing things again having those unintended consequences. And so that that mental fitness and, and the ability to stop. Um, slow down and typically involves talking to someone. And for this week in particular, you know, I just had to reach out to my mom, make sure she was okay. That fills my love tank, you know, um, to, to, to know that. Uh, And then also, you know, my grandmother said, you pray for wisdom and understanding. And so it's it's helpful for me to talk to someone that's a little bit older, that's lived a little bit, you know, that can can give a reassuring voice in the midst of all this turmoil and, and, and this angst,
0: that is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing this whole acronym of STOP. You know, I think we can all use that today. That is such a powerful thing. And thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, let's get into the show. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, as a former college athlete yourself, what was it like for you to kind of transition from college ball into professional life? Did you know kind of what your next steps were, what your path was? Tell us how you kind of got to where you are now.
1: No, I, I, I had no idea. I remember graduating, um, you know, the week, uh, it's crazy. It's almost 20 years to the day. Yeah. Um, that I graduated, but I, we, were, we were coming off athletically. I was coming off this athletic high, so to speak. We had just won back to back Big South championships. Um, we had, uh, gone to the NCAA tournament twice. Um, and even though the performance there wasn't what you would expected, the fact that you even just made the tournament was a blessing and a privilege. And so, you know, when I'm coming, I have this, this, this championship brand that I'm just wearing on my chest, walking around and, you know, I'm graduating. I, I remember literally riding with one of my best friends and he was like, man, have you been, have you been to career service? I like, nah, have you? Nah, let's go <laughs> to the mall. It wasn't even thinking about what's next. You know, it was, we were just living in the moment, Yeah. Right? I mean, and, and 20 years later, I was like, man, you know, how hard is it now just to be present and be in the moment? And so, you know, that was the mentality that I left school with, um, you know, having no real hadn't put real thought into what's the next step. You know, it, is, it I've been coached most of my life, really all of my life, you know, if you include parenting, but athletically I've been coached. And so there's been such a structure, a structure in which I didn't put together myself, It took a team to build this structure, to have, you know, these routines. And now all of a sudden, you know, you got a whiteboard, figure it out, (laughs) create it. Um, Like I said, but I I was blessed to have a a strong network. And it was one of those things to where it wasn't that I wanted to go into banking. It was just tapping my network, meeting people, saying, hey, you know, this is something that you can do. Mm -hmm. So I did it. And that put me on a path. Uh, I hear a lot of speakers talk about, you know, we're human beings, not human doings. Yeah. But because I wasn't focused on the being, I did what I knew to do, and I started doing what I was trained to do, and that became my way of life, and it took me down this path to where it it was just pulling me, because I felt like I wasn't on the path that was, you know, meant for me, my fulfilling my purpose, um, and and it's it really eats at you slowly over time because you don't feel that first because again i'm on this athletic high right yeah i still have access i'm still playing ball actively so that helped i was able to go and still work out with the team um you know so my body hadn't started breaking down yet uh you know but as i got further away and and, and sports got further away you know it's like that rug gets pulled out from under you and then one day you wake up and you're like well i was like man I'm no longer an athlete. That's what I'm telling myself. Right. Yeah. And so now I'm having these conversations in my head. So what do I do? Um, and it wasn't until I woke up and said, you know, I gotta, I gotta actually talk to somebody and connect with someone, um, that things started to turn around for me in terms of that transition because I was going to a dark place. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and even though I was walking in the light and physically, I looked fine.
0: Hmm. And I think you're bringing up some really good points. I read somewhere where they talk about how it's often said that sports stars or athletes die twice. You know, with the time that they retire or when their career ends and then at their actual death. And you talked about that championship high. So think about that. You know, for athletes out there, if you've ever played any type of competitive sports or just had an adrenaline rush in any way, you're having, as athletes, you're having high doses of serotonin, which is the feel good chemical pouring into your brain day in and day out. And all of a sudden that dramatic drop in serotonin or that suddenly stops, that changes your whole neurochemistry. And so I've seen a lot where depression begins to set in because people really have that identity piece of who am I now? Right. Because you've identified so long as the athlete or people know you in that way. And then all of a sudden that's gone. And so that realization of having to look in the mirror is like, wait a minute. I remember I used to have dreams that I was late for practice. It took me a couple of years that I was like, oh, yeah, I don't I'm not practicing a plane. But I used to dream that I was waking up late for practice, you know, so it takes some time to adjust.
1: It, it does. I think people I know for me, there was uh, a lot. La- and, and it's crazy because I have a master's in counseling, you know, and so I don't. So here's what I when And I coached this. Don't allow the training to replace who you are. Oof. Just because you're trained in it that you actually apply it, you know, because as you talk about that loss, you know, loss is just not in death. You know, there's still stages of grief that many people go through. And I was experiencing that. And whereas here I'm working with folks, I'm I'm counseling, I'm coaching. And I was not putting that same energy and that same investment back into my own mental health and my own well-being. And lo, and lo and behold, it took me a while to even realize that I had something that I needed to get to acceptance with. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that lack of self awareness in that area, because life is complex as it is anyway, you know. Now, in addition to that, I'm taking on different roles. I'm playing different positions. You know, when we were in school. I mean, it was you know, I'm block to block. Yeah. You know, cast to tell you, I'm not running around on the wing. I know my play, and it, it, it was great. But now. Husband, father, you know, professional. It's all these different things that are pulling on you, and this one little thing that you think you have in control, you're in control of, or you you've dealt with it or moved past it, um, for whatever re- ego, my, whatever, you know, is slowly eating at you. And before you know it, you're in this, like you said, you're just in this depressive state. And, and that's where I was because I thought I had way more control. And if, and if nothing else, this 2020 has shown, I think, the entire world that we do not have as much control as we think. And we need each yes. other more than we ever could have imagined.
0: That right there. And I think that is a great place for us to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to get into your vision, Professionals Beyond the Game, because everything you've just touched on, I'm hearing how the journey and your pieces are just all interconnected. And you're doing the work and you're putting together such an amazing program. I can't wait to share this with our audience. You're listening to the Mental Fitness Matters show. I'm Tracy Austin. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and I'm here with Montonio Pinkney, founder of Professionals Beyond the Game. And we're talking about helping athletes adapt to life after sports, developing professionals beyond the game. And before we just went to break, we were just kind of talking about some of the mental effects of no longer playing your sports, you know, or the identity change and the emotions and the feelings that can kind of come up with that. And I have a visionary in the studio with me today, and he has this program, Professionals Beyond the Game. Could you tell our audience about Professionals Beyond the Game?
1: No, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that I miss most about playing was being in the locker room with my team, you know, and... As my professional career progressed, and like I said, now I've been graduated twenty years, um, you would hear the analogies and the connections. You would see like we're a team and team values and but I I was it was I was I was becoming distraught actually, um, because I hadn't felt like I'd been on a team and I was just missing that team element and the things that I, w- I was going through um were, were difficult to even express, much less Talk about you know, and it's when I when I went on this journey, so to speak, of really pulling back and saying, okay, what is for Gentonia? What is it? for What is it that I want to be doing with my life? What's my purpose path, and what does success look like in this championship run that I'm trying to make in a game of life? Right, you know, and even my thinking about life change. I mean, because it was great to play and be on a team and, and to experience playing in the dance, but at the end of the day. There's one life, uh, there's one game, which is life, and there's one whistle. Yeah. And so how do I play this game in a way that when, when it's all said and done, I felt like I've left a legacy. That's my championship. I've left something for my kids. And so for me, it was I started going back to my happy spaces. And what points in my life that in terms of reflection and obviously it was college, but professionally, I thought about my time with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Um, and just, you know, I thought about my time as a counselor first and even as a counselor, I you know, in the high school, I was working with student athletes and because I was an NCAA coordinator um, when I was a recruiter, um, talent acquisition. Uh, you know, Scott Lilly was a point guard and our team was built around this sports mentality. It was those two times I had the most fun ever. It was talent development. It was working with athletes. It was. And by by virtue of working with athletes, you tend to extend to the entire community. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you when you think about what goes into athletics, it really is the entire community. And Mm -hmm. so it was the sense of building a team and being a community that I said, you know what, I really want to create something um, that connects athletes, and use that as a vehicle to start spreading the word about mental health, spreading the word about mental, uh, excuse me, well-being, so that we can start a movement to create a community that's a safe space where we can have these conversations. And lo and behold, given this week, this is needed more than ever. And I think Mm. athletes have this special ability to move communities in positive, positive. we've shown that historically we've shown that we can take leadership role in civil, in the civil rights movement. At the same time, athletes we've shown that we can also bring peace and calm in, during civil unrest, you know? And so I just, I found that, you know, I'm thinking about professors beyond the game as this opportunity to really build one team, mm-hmm. uh, but starting with athletes to be able to do that.
0: I love that. And I love your, your mission statement it, to further the dialogue raise awareness and facilitate access to tangible resources to support the well-being and mental health of former collegiate athletes and elevate their capacity to be successful in life beyond sports. I think that's so important. I think as you and I were just talking, you know, when we came out of our play, you know, came out of college, the connections to what's next was that missing piece. You know, there was not a component that unless you already had something else lined up, that helped you on that next path. So I believe what you're going to be doing and what you have the potential to do with professionals beyond the game is what you're doing is building that network of resources, of community, of mental health, physical health. You have several, seven pillars, right?
1: Yes, we do. Yes.
0: Seven pillars yes. to that program. Let's go through those. What are those pillars there?
1: So our pillars are seven pillars. And for context, you know, again, I have, um, I'm a certified Gallup Strengths Coach. So doing my research, you know, Gallup has a wellness index. And so it's five of the, these pillars. And what we did in looking at that and through my own personal journey, we added the spiritual pillar and the networking pillar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, so for our spiritual, just to go through, our first pillar is the spiritual pillar, which is the deepest values by which you live. Then we have our networking pillar, resources for mutual develop, growth, uh physical health which is just the conditioning of your body and mental health um we define that as functioning at a satisfactory level emotionally behaviorally um financial which is about the knowledge of money and how to use it uh, and then community which is this sense of fellowship with others and the progress through life and as you talk about the networking piece we wanted to pull that out of community uh because it's one thing to be to have a sense of fellowship but it's another thing to be able to pick up a phone and connect with a mentor, or to connect with someone in which I've been blessed to be able to do, which is why I'm here in front of you right now, because it got to the point, particularly over the last couple of years, where this journey in terms of career started to progress because I was connecting with my network. And they said, hey, you know what? I got somebody for you to talk to. Yeah. And then talking to that person led to this opportunity. and Every opportunity was a learning opportunity. Then it turned into growth and development. And then all of these things, you know, led me to where I am right now. Even when you think about how we met. Yeah. It a mutual friend, Dr. Kanza. Yeah. And like, hey, I got somebody for you to meet. And, and then lo and behold, like I meet you and I'm like, whoa, you do bio what? Oh, I got to learn <laughs> about this. You know, yeah. You met me too. And so this has been how for me, just by tapping into this network and of, of athletes. Yes. Yes. It's just, and, it, and again, it started by just simply, looking at what are the things and we, we landed on these seven. What are the things that helps me elevate to that fifth level of my higher, my, my hierarchy of needs.
0: I love that. And John Tony, we have about three minutes left. Let's talk about that summit that's coming up on June the 20th. And what do people need to know? How do they register? Talk about the summit briefly and how they can reach you as well.
1: Well, please go to our website, um, PBTG or professionals beyond the game, PBTG.org. Um, the Shine Bright Summit is an opportunity to model what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. We're bringing together, um, former collegiate athletes, uh, who are now mental health professionals. And like you always say, uh, Tracy, they're shining bright. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that where I got connected with you, because I could read your words, but I tell people I to listen with my eyes and these, our panelists, including yourself, they model this behavior of how to shine bright. So this is an opportunity to create another safe space uh, so that we can have some real dialogue about how we're moving forward into the year. Um, and like I said, the timing of it is just crazy, um, the timing of it and how necessary this conversation is and how we as athletes can go back into the community and model a certain behavior that opens up dialogue and brings people together in a way that is... It's just, it's just helpful for everybody.
0: Absolutely. And that summit starts at 10 o'clock and goes to 12 and they can register on your website. You PG.org. You b- yes. That is perfect. I am just so thankful for you and your voice and your message and your vision you continue to shine bright as the leader of your organization. And I'm so thankful as well that we have coming connection and contact because you're right. One network, one connection after another is what's going to build the bridge and help us do the work that we're all called to do. Is there anything else you want people to know about you? We have about 30 seconds left.
1: You know what? If Create safe spaces for everybody. You yes. see someone looks at like me. I mean, for all of our athletes, regardless of age, you know, if we cheer for them on the court cheer for them in life
0: Oof. that's awesome want to turn on your thing, everybody professionals beyond the game we'll see you at the summit i want my mental fitness matters community to shine bright like the stars that you are we'll see you next week thank you so much jp
1: anytime take care
0: you too buddy